Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mike Sielski, Glenn Macnow, 94 WIP. We're endeavoring to reach Seth Wickersham of ESPN, who we wanted to uh, have come on and talk about. Uh, both the game uh, coming up, the Super Bowl coming up, and Tom Brady. Meanwhile, let's uh, talk to our friend Gary up in Boston. Are they in mourning up there, Gary? Are they? Uh, are they is the city able to awaken today? I know there was minus three there yesterday. My son told me that. It is so cold yeah. that I have a gator on in my uh, living room and a and a hat. So wow, that's how cold it is. Oh, well, there you go. My son actually went skiing yesterday for some reason. When it was, he said it was minus thirteen at the uh, base of the mountain. But nonetheless, uh, what? How are they feeling up there right now about the Brady thing? Uh, well, I think when you talk about you know where were you when Tom Brady you know retired? I remember where I was when I heard the insane news that he was going to get three hundred and seventy-five million dollars. <laughs> And yeah. I think, what kind of crazy mixed-up world am I living in? I, I mean, the guy's a stiff up here. I mean, it's not as far as being a quarterback, but he's tried commercials. He's terrible in interviews. He's in that crazy movie, that, you know, 80s for Brady's. Oh, the, I the heard, I saw a review for that movie yesterday. Man, that movie got roasted, like being one of the worst movies of the last decade. And yes, he if you remember uh, Brett Favre's brief acting career in Something About Mary, I am told that he makes Brett Favre look animated. Yeah, I, I just don't get it at all. <laughs> and uh, I, It's going to be funny to watch. I, I can't wait to watch uh, the games he analyzes because I can't see him doing anything other than just going crazy and over-preparing and trying to make up for his lack of personality. Yep. I Listen, I you can be great at, at something, and it doesn't make you a great broadcaster. Obviously, the, they'll coach the heck out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he brings great knowledge to the game, but that doesn't mean he's going to be good at it. So what do you think about next Sunday? You know, this is the first – got to realize, I'm still in a recovery group for the 64 Phillies. Yep. So I have never been uh, optimistic. Always cautiously, so but never opted. I, I, I'm confident. This is the first time in my life, even two games ago with the Giants, I was not confident. Uh, and last week, I wasn't confident. You know, I was optimistic. I thought they were going to win, but there was still this part of me that was holding back. I got no holding back now. I got it, pal. Uh, I, I hear it, yeah. and it's a, it's a feeling shared by many. 
The look, the, the look to the sky for the falling safe. Hey, yes. speaking of Tom Brady. Yes. With White to his right. Brady back again. He stepped up. He's hit and falls forward. He fumbled. And he fumbles the football and the Eagles have it. And it's recovered by Bournette. Bournette. Brady fumbles and Bournette has the ball. They finally the hit Brady. Well, that's our favorite Tom Brady play of all time. <laughs> I don't know that our next guest uh, sees it the same way. Seth Wickersham is a senior writer at ESPN. He is the author of It's Better to Be Feared, the New England Patriots Dynasty, and the Pursuit of Greatness. By the way, uh, Sports Illustrated Nonfiction Book of the Year, New York Times bestseller, National Sports Media Association Book of the Year. Not bad. It is an awesome book. Uh, Seth is a good friend. Seth, thanks for coming on with us, man. My pleasure. You know, it was funny. I... um. I was watching, I was flipping through the channels this morning, because that's what I still do, and um, uh, that game was on NFL Network, yeah. and I was trying to think, like, you know, was it a Tom Brady tribute because he threw for, like, 1,400 yards in that game, <laughs> or was it, uh, you know, a Philly tribute because they came up with the one stop that they needed to? I couldn't quite figure it out. Maybe both? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We were watching and celebrating as well. Well, you were celebrating. I was was watching and remembering being on deadline. So, (laughs) Seth, you and I were sitting in Lincoln Financial Field. Wait, wait, wait. Really quick. That's a good – by the way, that's a good story. Like, how many Tom Brady games have hosed writers on deadline? (laughs) (laughs) Like, now that's an angle that I should have pursued with my book. Yeah. It would have been a lot easier to report. You could have done a whole chapter. Just, you know, Tom Curran could have been your source for (laughs) the entire chapter. So, you and I were sitting in the press box at Lincoln Financial Field before the NFC Championship game last week. And I think I can say this now. You said Tom's going to retire. And then a couple of days later, he did exactly that. And and you wrote a a brilliant piece for ESPN.com, kind of putting his entire career in context. Brady is viewed, I think, around here with both a lot of respect and a lot of disdain because he was such a great player and cost the Eagles a Super Bowl years ago and all of these things. Kind of sum him up for us, put him in perspective with respect to other quarterbacks who have who have been great. You know, this is something I know you study quite a bit. Where does he yeah. stack up compared to the Montanas, the Unitas's, the Namaths, the Marinos? Name your name your guy. Yeah, it's hard to um, it's hard to compare eras, right? I mean, I think that like it's it's a cop out, but it's also true. But I do think that you know. When you look back at Brady's career, he developed into the answer for everything. <laughs> you know, I think that like before he retired, you know, you'd say, "Well, who do you want in a Super Bowl, Joe Montana?" Or you know, before he came onto the mm-hmm. scene, who do you want in a Super Bowl, Joe Montana? Who do you want with two minutes left, John Elway? Who do you you know? It's like you think of all these kind of subcategories, but at this point, when he retired, he was the answer to every question. Who would you want in a Super Bowl? Who would you want down 25 points in the Super Bowl? Who would you want on third and 15? Who would you want on fourth and 10? I mean, I think that, like, one, you know, unremarkable throw at a time, he's put together a career that it's going to take a long time and a lot of luck for anybody to ever surpass. And, um, you know, I think that the way that Philadelphia views him is the way that he's viewed at large around the country, and that's that, like – it's just hard not to respect what he's done. Yeah, 
Although in this town, it's we beat him, which will always be part of the of the luster. Well, it's here. funny, right? He played he played better in the game that Philadelphia beat him than he played in the game that the Eagles lost. In, in again, <laughs> here in Philadelphia, that I mean, my feeling has always been. I think it's a lot of people. That's the one that got away. That was the one where the Patriots and Brady didn't bring their A game, and the Eagles blew it. Uh, so we don't talk about that one. Um, <laughs> what um, what were his options uh, in the NFL? You know, there's a lot of talk. Oh, San Francisco really wants him. He could go here. He could go there. What were the options if he decided to stay? Well, okay, so I think that, like, if you're just looking from a purely work standpoint, I think his options were, you know, he he had kind of reached this interesting stature in the sense that he answers to really to nobody at this point. I mean, he answers only to himself, and he could have figured out a way to call whatever terms he wanted for whatever team he wanted to go to. And I think that, like, that in itself is pretty amazing. So, obviously, like, I think that, you know, if he, if he had wanted to go to San Francisco, they would have had to make a pretty hard decision. And my gut tells me they probably would have taken him. If he wanted to go to Vegas, um, even if, like, you know, he decided to pull, you know, say, what if he went to Robert Kraft and was like, I want to be a New England Patriot my last year. Mm. That's a pretty hard decision for them. But when you look at the sum of his life and where he is, I think his options were very limited. And I think that that's why, you know, Mike, you and I were talking about it. I said, like, look, I think he's either going to return to Tampa or he's going to retire. And I think he's probably going to retire at the end of the day. And I think that because of the fact that he's a divorced dad now, his life is different. He'll be 46 when the season starts. And that's a lot of time that he's spent away from being, you know, the type of parent that he wants to be. And he's talked about it publicly. He has talked about it publicly where he said, you know, I haven't been as good of a dad as my dad has been to me. And I think that that's something that really weighed on him, especially this year when, you know, his personal life was a mess. And, you know, his marriage ended in a way that he didn't anticipate it ending. And I think that nobody ever knows why a couple gets divorced, but I think that the cost of his life has been something that, he's been public about and his ex-wife has been public about. And so I think that when you really looked at the context of his life, his kids living in, in Miami, I think that that's the, you know, two of his kids living in Miami. I think that's the reason why um, his options were really limited to Tampa or to Miami or to retire. And I think that that's one of the reasons why the main reason why you see him walk away. So he retires uh, the week before, or less than two weeks, I should say, before the Super Bowl. And it's symbolic in a sense that you could look at it as a torch passing, uh, particularly because you have a Super Bowl now where that's going to feature the guy who by consensus is the best quarterback in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes and another quarterback in Jalen Hurts who may or may not be part of this next wave of young terrific quarterbacks who are coming in. I'm curious your perspective on Hertz as somebody who pays a lot of attention to the position is plugged in around the league. What are your thoughts on Jalen Hertz, both how he has played this season and what his future is going to be in the NFL. And I suppose with the Eagles, I mean, it's, it's as close to an ideal start as you would want, especially, um, you know, for a quarterback coming in the second round where there's obviously expectations, but it's a little under the radar. It's not the, quite the same as being, you know, the top overall pick or whatever it is, but it's like they've, he's figured out a way to get better and they figured out a way to deploy him as best possible. Now I do think that like 
the way that his career is going, I don't think that you want to expose him to injury as much. And, you know, we were both in the same box last weekend wondering why they're running him yeah. when the game is so clearly decided. There's no chance San Francisco is going to make this thing competitive. Why are you even taking the chance running him? It reminds me a little bit of like when you watch Josh Allen, right? I mean, this guy does spectacular things, and then you see him put in situations where he could be injured that are so easily avoidable. So I think that, like, with Hurts, what we've seen right now is that, like, clearly, clearly it was a terrific pick by Howie. He came into a perfect situation where, you know, the staff has figured out a way to deploy his assets as good as possible, and I think that he's going to get better. I mean, he has the perfect mentality for a quarterback to get better, and, you know, at this point, the things that will hamper him are either he loses a will to be great, which I don't see that happening. He gets injured, which could happen, or he um, suffers from coaching staff turnover, and you know that remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Seth Wickersham is our guest, senior writer at ESPN. Follow him on Twitter at Seth Wickersham. So, Seth, it's a very um, unusual and a bit uncomfortable situation in Philadelphia, in which this town is never comfortable being the favorite we're, we're yeah. it's an underdog town yeah, mike said earlier we there embrace to be a little they like a little bit of angst yeah you know? oh yeah embrace rocky and dog masks yeah. and the whole thing uh the, the eagles are favored a point point and a half whatever it is right now two points um should the eagles be favored next sunday i don't know i mean look i have certainly i have people on twitter who are like how can you keep picking against the eagles every week which I had because I kept thinking like at some point this kind of fairy tale was going to be exposed. But then I'm sort of like, well, why do you, you know, don't you want me to keep picking against them? (laughs) (laughs) Like if they keep winning, but um, uh, look, they were the best team during the, you know, through what is it? 19 weeks right now, they've been the best team. And um, you know, it doesn't mean that they're going to be the best team on Super Bowl Sunday, but I think that, like, they've earned the right to be favored in the Super Bowl because of the way that they've played during the playoffs and during the regular season. The weird thing about Super Bowls, as you guys know, is that they just they never go according to plan. Like, there's just always um, things that happen during the game mm-hmm. that are random, that are, you know, can't really be explained and are just kind of part of life, but it always ends up happening. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because the game ends up lasting, you know, seven and a half hours or whatever (laughs) it might be. But, like, there's always things that happen that are inexplicable. And how does a team react to that? And that's the main question I have for the the Eagles. It's just that, like, the the Chiefs are a battle-tested team, and they're not going to panic when things go against against the way they want it to go. But or when they're surprised by anything. That said, I mean, the Eagles are sort of built to withstand this. You know, I mean, I just think that, like, the way that they're built up front, um, you know, the, the offensive lines and defensive lines travel well when they're great. And I think that, like, that's probably why. It's just because, you know, look, they've been the best team in the NFL the entire season. It doesn't mean they, they're, they're clearly the best team. But they have been the best team, and I think that's why you know you see them as a point and a half favorite. Which, let's face it, is essentially a toss-up. Seth, what did you know about Nick Sirianni when he got hired by the Eagles, and kind of how has, if at all, your opinion of him changed over the last couple of years? I didn't know much about him, and you know, I talked to some people in the Colts who were really thrilled for him, who liked him personally, and felt like that 
he was going to do a really good job. I mean, like I obviously, you know, having studied the Patriots, was thinking that Josh McDaniels, you know, would be a great get the second time around, no matter what. Now I didn't know whether he was going to mesh with Howie too well, um, but you know, when 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 he, that ended up not working out pretty quickly. I thought that maybe the Eagles had not landed the best coach that they possibly could. But I think that, like, clearly Coach Sirianni has not only proven to be, um, you know, a terrific head coach in the NFL, but he's also – he's coached within his personality. I mean, that team feels like it's an extension of the things that he values. And I think that that's hard. And I think that maybe, again, it's because I've I've been – sort of like I had my head in New England Patriots land forever, it's hard for a lot of those guys to, you know, coach within their own personality and not just be extensions of what it is they think Bill Belichick should be doing or saying at any given time um, because he's just such a powerful cultural and, and, and um, uh, you know, football force mm-hmm. um, and presence. But, like, I, I think that, like, that's what's impressed me most about Coach Sirianni is just that, like, Here's a guy who came into, uh, you know, I think it's a it's a difficult situation. You're replacing a guy who won a Super Bowl, and um, you know has figured out a way to coach that team in a way that reflects the things that he values. It's a smart and a tough team, and um, you know I, I, that's that's harder than people realize. I think it, you know you see, like look at Matt Lafleur for instance. Yeah. Like, I'm not picking on Matt, but it's like, what do the Packers? What are the Packers that, that are a reflection of the things that he values? I don't know if you could really tell, like, you know, what, what it is exactly. It's not to say that he's not a really good coach because he's won a ton of games. But it's like, you know, are, is that team him? And are we seeing the things that he values played out on the field um, on both Sundays? I think that, like, you know, with Coach Sirianni, I think that, like, that team's loose in a way um, – but also tough and paying attention to details in a way that I think that, like again, reflects him. Yeah, I, uh, and and shockingly, we weren't so sure of him when they first hired him. Uh, yeah. Last question for me, Nick. Uh, Two parter. Seth. Seth, excuse me. Jesus, I'm sorry. That's Seth. okay. It's okay. I, uh, you know, he's I, been I, called worse. A, I'll take that as a. I'll take it as a compliment. Uh, I, I, know that you, I actually, they just this, had this Nick. Bo- as we're talking, Nick Bosa just had a sack. They're replaying mm-hmm. that Super Bowl, and I'm looking at Nick Bosa. Seth, last question for me. Two parter. Uh, if the Eagles win, it will be because of this. If the Chiefs win, it will be because of that. Um, if the Eagles win, it will be because their pass rush completely destroys Kansas City's offensive line. And if the, Chief win, if the Chiefs win, I think it's because they'll figure out a way to get explosive plays on offense um, against the Eagles' defense. I mean, I think that, like, look, the Eagles are going to be able to move the ball against the Chiefs. I think that, like... Um, you know, I, I think that they'll be able to put up some points. I don't think they're going to put up like 45 points, but I think they're going to be able to, you know, score some points on the Chiefs. And I think that, like, we think of the Chiefs as an explosive offense because of Tyreek Hill, but really, you know, they're not. They're kind of a ball control type of offense. And I think that, like, that plays into the Eagles' hands. But I do think if they can figure out a way to manufacture explosive plays, um, that will be a, you know, a difference maker. But in the same sense, if, like, the, the Eagles do what they've done, all year long, which is dominate up front, I think it's going to be pretty difficult. How much does the uh, last one for me, Seth? How much uh, does the ankle injury affect Mahomes and impact the game? Do you think, from what you've seen of him so far? 
I mean, I think that it impacts things, but I don't think that it's the same thing with Hertz's shoulder. It's like, you know, I don't know if it totally impacts things until all of a sudden it does. Like if someone rolls on it, if Hertz is hit on that shoulder or is driven into the ground on it, you know, then I think those injuries can become a key difference. But I do think that like, you know, we saw what Patrick did last week, just gutting out an amazing win um, against Cincinnati and relying on that ankle for some of the most, you know, decisive plays of the game. I think that with a little bit of time off, you know, he'll be ready to go. Yeah. That le- the last play, the roughing play. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he, he, that was impressive. It was. Uh, Seth Wickersham, follow him on Twitter at Seth Wickersham ESPN. Thank you so much for uh, joining us, man. My pleasure, guys. Thank All you. Right. Thanks, care. Seth. There you go. This is Nick. I can't get that. I tried. Nick, are you with us? Hello, Nick. Nick is... I can't get it all. Not ready. No, okay. no. That's okay. We'll Nick, get, Nick's we'll having some there. issues with somebody there, it that's sounds okay. like. Well, he was that. He was... That's okay. I went to him kind of suddenly. Uh, and thanks to Seth Wickersham. Um, all right. Was, so, you should read Seth's book. Anybody who listened to that interview, if you want to understand Tom Brady, you should read Seth's book. I'll read his next book. Okay. You don't want to understand Tom Brady? What's nah, your problem? Nah, nah. This but, is, no, 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 this no, is Nick. I, Nick, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Today. Yeah, we're, we're discussing our projects for the weekend. We I got it. Coming over no problem. Tuesday. Here's my thing. I have no love for Tom Brady. I don't have any hate. I don't want him to, you know, God forbid... I, don't, I have no ill you will. You don't wish him, ill will. I got it. Right. But I have no empathy and no sympathy as a human for this dude. And now he's going to roll my one game a week for me? <laughs> as a broadcaster? <laughs> Seriously? Do you think the rest of the country feels the way we do, or do we feel this way because no. of Super Bowl thirty nine and because he wouldn't shake Nick Foles' hand. I got Nick's everywhere. Well, yeah. Because he wouldn't shake Nick Foles' hand. It's raining hand. Nicks. Right. right. Do we do Knicks. we like in San Diego, where they don't even have a team, in Denver, in Miami, do they feel this way about Brady? I think we have more hate in a geographical area than, than a lot of other places that aren't aren't related to New England and, and Philly. But in Grand Teams, I think seventy five percent of the country can't stand New England, the dynasty. Look Everybody accepts they cheated at least two Super Bowls. Like everybody accepts that. The league kind of hides it, and you know, and if no, that didn't happen, it happened. We know this. So, but uh, here's here's my last thing about ahead. broadcasting. Like, I, I feel I feel for Greg Olson because you know I, I I can't stand Tom Brady, so I have more empathy for him for Greg Olson than Tom Brady. But he ruined that last broadcast with Burkhart. Like, uh, how did he so do many- that? Well, it seemed like there were so many important plays. Like, I saw the injury. I don't know if it was. A, I don't know if it was an injury to Purdy, but I saw right away how how impactful that play was. And they kind of went to commercial and forgot about it until they saw people on the sideline. They didn't even bring that play up until until well, they. Yeah. Well, I, Nick, first of all, thank you so much for the call. I think this the key solution here is to have you be the analyst from now on because you picked <laughs> up on it right away. Yeah, I, I yeah. Mean, I, I, I think I think Olson is really good. And, I do too. And number two, listen to Greg Olson analyze a the game. Then listen to Tony Romo and tell me how bad Greg Olson is because Greg Olson is incredible next to Tony Romo. Tony Romo's terrible. Uh, no disagreement. All right, coming up, 
Ooh, Mike and I both stumbled upon what we think are terrific TV shows this week. We will give that to you, and we'll take your calls, 215-592-9494. Ray Didinger joining us at noon. Mike Sielski. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. All right, it is time for What We're Watching, sponsored by Guided Door and Window. Take advantage of Guided Door and Window's big winter sale through February. Receive 40% off all windows and doors. Call 1-877-GO-GUIDA or visit them at goguida.com. So here's the thing. Everybody's got a week before the Super Bowl. There is no football this Mm -hmm. weekend. I don't think anybody cares about anything going on around the Pro Bowl. You're not plugged into the NHL All-Star Weekend? I am not. I could Give not two hoots about the NHL All-Star <laughs> Weekend. Kevin Hayes, man, come and on. And so everybody's got time to watch TV shows, and you and I both found shows we really like. You go first, because the show you're watching is one that I actually was sc- scouting, and I think if, if you like it, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. And it is called Shrinking, and it is on Apple TV+. And it is... From the creators of the popular Apple TV Plus series, Ted Lasso. That's good already. Uh, yeah, the two guys who were behind Ted Lasso, Bill Lawrence, the producer, and a guy who some listeners uh, may know named Brett Goldstein, who writes and works on Ted Lasso and plays Roy Kent on that show, are behind oh, yeah, Shrinking. Yeah. Ah, okay. So the premise is that uh, Jason Siegel, who you may know from movies and How I Met Your Mother and all kinds of different stuff, uh, is a psychiatrist. And his wife 
has died in a car accident the year before, and he is struggling in the aftermath. And while that's not the setup for what you would think would be a funny show, this is a very funny show. Darker than Ted Lasso, but still very sweet. Uh, has a terrific ensemble cast that includes a very funny, very dry Harrison Ford. Yeah. As one of the other psychiatrists in the practice, uh, Jason Siegel's mentor. Uh, just really good all around. Um, two or three episodes in, uh, my wife and I are both enjoying it, laughing, has that element of sweetness that Ted Lasso has, uh, recommended very highly. I give it three and a half stars. Glenn, you're going to want to watch it, and I, knowing you, you will binge it. You will, nice. You will watch the first episode. Each of, them, week. each of them is about 40, 35 to 40 minutes long. It's not a big ask of a watch, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. Apple TV Plus shrinking. Yes. Okay. I'm in. The show that I am watching, I think you would like, and I think most people would like, which is called Poker Face on Peacock, which has a lot of ads running, including on this station. I'm in love with the show. I'm in love with wow. the show because it's not like every other show in 2023. It's like shows I watched back in 1985. Now, uh-huh. that may not sound like a great No, that's my wheelhouse, man. But here's the thing. I mean by that, it's the kind of show, particularly NBC, and Peacock is a, you know an NBC thing, specialized in back then, Columbo and Matlock and the Rockford Files, where you sit down for an hour, Mike, and you watch a working class private eye get beat up but get the best of the rich and famous who always underrate him. Mm-hmm. It's Columbo. It's, it's, and, and it stars, in this case, Natasha Lyonne, oh, okay. who was great in Orange is the New Black, who was great in Russian Doll, two shows I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. She's Peter Falk all over again. Wow. She's got the raspy voice. She's the working class. She's driving a rattle trap of a car. <laughs> uh, and she's like, I got one more question. <laughs> uh, as she traps the murderer who thinks that he's going to get away with it. I know that may sound corny, but it's not. It mm-hmm. comes off really well. The, most of the shows that I get hooked up, hooked on are so-called prestige shows, mm-hmm. right? And it's the ones I offer from recommend with a season-long plot line. And a big budget. This one opens every week where you get to see the setup, the guest character, and they got good guest characters, by the way, and the murder take place before she even enters the show 10 to 15 minutes in. So the question isn't who done it, because you know that. It's how this quirky, kooky character is going to solve it. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, the show is written and produced by Rian Johnson. Ryan, Ryan John- Johnson. Yeah who did Knives Out, who did Glass Onion, which I watched recently, mm-hmm. who really knows how to set up a mystery. Um, again, though, you know who did it, but they're really adept at dropping little clues along the way. My kids used to read these books called Encyclopedia Brown. Sure. Right? Remember those oh, little yeah. mysteries? This has got a little bit of that in okay. it. It's like, oh, go back and see. The car tire was on the hose, so the water couldn't have come out. And it's like you get these little clues along the way that help you solve it along with her. Um there's um, there's a good backstory here in the show, which is that Natasha Leone's character is on the run from the mob because of what happens in the first case. So she's always on the road. She's in a new town every week. She's in New Mexico one week in the panhandle of Texas, and she's trying to stay away from the people who are trying to murder her. And at the same time, everywhere she goes, <laughs> somebody's getting killed. Oh, my gosh. Um, but it's great. Um and the name of the series is Poker Face. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also, the last thing I'll say on this is she's also got 
one of the, the parts of her character is she's got this innate ability to tell when anyone is lying. Oh. Which is, she was a great poker player, but she was so good that she's been banned everywhere, and it's one of the reasons that people are after her. So, here, here's my question. Is each uh-huh. episode its own yes. self-contained Correct. thing? You don't have to watch them in okay. order. Uh, unlike most shows, which like this build-up, every episode has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and you can watch any of them, which is a rare thing these days. It is, and I'll be very honest, Glenn. My favorite show of all time is the first nine or ten years of Law & Order. Okay. okay yeah. I watch those over yeah, and over again that. to yeah. this day. Yep. And part of the reason I love them so much is for the very reason that you just said. Each episode is its own thing. Yep. And you never get the feeling that you have to make a long-term commitment to watch. Correct. Oh, my gosh. i got to binge watch the next three seasons. I know binging is the way to watch TV nowadays. I don't do it very frequently because I'm, I shy away from making that kind of commitment to a TV show right away. Five episodes in. I love Poker Face. I highly recommend Poker Face. Very good guest stars. Adrian Brody, uh, Lil Rel Howery, Nick Nolte, oh, Rhea wow. Perlman, Ron Perlman. They're not Your related. friend Nick Nolte. My, I was in a scene with Nick Nolte yeah. in a movie. That is correct. Anyway, I love this show. Solid A. Five episodes in. Poker Face is terrific. And you say? I say three and a half stars to Shrinking. Uh, absolutely great. Uh, definitely recommend it. There you go. So, everybody, this will give you something to do until next Sunday. Sean in Chad's Ford uh, joins us this morning. Hi, Sean. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Great. Doing great, Sean. So, I've got, I've got one, ish, one, one point of clarity. I disagree with your assessment of shrinking. I give it five stars. It's a great show. That's, ah, okay. that's not why I call it. <laughs> Wow, I, I only I graded on a four-star scale, so, you so you're giving an extra star. star. Wait, you gave three and a half out of four. Five. Sean, you give it five out of five. I, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I gotta, well, I'm uh, going out to a play tonight. i got to start this thing. You do. You, you will laugh. Just, sorry, Sean, don't mean to interrupt. The second episode, Jason Siegel does a Gary Oldman impression that is both oh, obscure yeah. and okay. brilliant at the same time. Say, there's not a lot of market for it's, that one. But you know what? It's so good. It's okay. so funny. All Go right. ahead, Sean. I'm sorry. No problem. Um, so, someone someone mentioned it earlier in in the day that in order for Kansas City to win, it's got to be explosive big plays on offense, and and that leads me to believe that it's Kelsey that's going to be doing it. And Kelsey's just going to eat us apart if we play zone defense. So my, you know, I think we, I think the the key to us is got to play man defense, and you, you got to cover cover Kelsey with Bradbury. And if we can find a way to do that, because if you if you look back at Bradbury's career, he has a lot of experience shutting down big receivers like Mike Evans. They play him twice a year. I mean, I, I had Mike Evans in fantasy years for years on then, and I would always be, oh, no, they're playing Carolina again because Bradbury's going to shut him down. So I think Bradbury would do a great job shadowing Kelsey and limiting some of those big plays that Casey relies on. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's interesting. You know, George Kittle did not have a big game. Now, granted, he didn't have anybody to throw the ball to him during the course of the NFC Championship game. But I, I would be a little surprised if it were Bradbury. And I do think that Jonathan Gannon has has played a little bit more man in recent weeks. Uh, but, you know, you have a couple of guys who have experience covering tight ends who are good slot, corner safeties in Maddox and Gardner-Johnson. I would think you'd put one of those guys on on Kelsey if you're going to play him man. So the story yesterday is that Maddox was in the walking boot. He was out of practice, but they rested a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, rest. they always give you the designation resting player. Yes. 
but he was resting player, but supposedly people who were there saw him in the walking boot. Well, he apparently was practicing today. Oh, what I've good. Seen on Twitter. That, oh, that good, he, good. He shook hands with Nick Sirianni. <laughs> I saw somebody say that. So I think, I think he's all right, I think. Because that would be a concern. It would. Given what you just said, they need him out there. I, I, I think they do. I think their defense, as much as they suffered offensively without Jalen Hurts, and they clearly did, not having Maddox for those couple of games hurt the defense almost as much. Mm. By the way, one other show I haven't started, but everybody says this is the show of the year is uh, The Last of Us Yes, on HBO I've Max. heard good things about this, too. Um, apparently, the last episode, there's yes. only like two or three episodes three. so far. Epis- episode three. But the most recent one is supposed to be an incredible episode of television. Yeah. It's great, et cetera, et cetera. You're reading the same people I'm reading because that's what I have heard. Yeah. So. You know, I haven't seen it yet to know one way or another. Uh, it's yeah. going to be hard to beat season two of Law & Order as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> hey, that's me. Again, I like Columbo. <laughs> Columbo is one of my all-time favorite shows. Uh, I, I was not into Columbo. Really? Um, no, but my mom- Is that an age thing? Yeah. but my, it went on forever. My mom loved The Rockford Files. Big J- yeah. James Garner My mom fan. did too. My mom loved Jim, James Garner. My dad, when he was younger, looked like James Garner. Wow. And I, I think there was a bit of him. Yeah, my dad was good looking. Marv Mack now. Is, is good looking. The, the, the diet James Gardner right there? That's my dad. All right. 215-592-9494. Looking forward to talking to you, Mike Sealski, Glenn Mack. Now, hey, if this cold winter we are enduring today, what was it, 18, I think, when I stepped out of my house this morning? Oof. If it has not yet convinced you to replace your drafty, inefficient windows and doors, well, maybe the great people that got a door and window could help by giving you one more month to do so at the best prices of the year. If you have not taken advantage of Guida's big winter sale, this is your last chance to do it. You can receive 40% off every window and door. Yes, 40% off each expertly installed, energy-efficient replacement window. And it also includes free high-performance low-E glass. And you also get 40% off of any high-quality door, including insulated entry doors, sliding patio doors, garage doors, and storm doors. You can also buy now and pay later with Guida's interest-free financing or low monthly payment plans. Offer's going to expire at the end of February. Don't let this final chance for big savings pass you by. If your home needs new windows and doors, call the experts at Guida today. Schedule a free in-home estimate one eight seven seven go guida or visit them at goguida.com. That's go, G-U-I-D-A dot com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's Sippus, eight yards deep, steps forward, and it's blocked! It's blocked, and it's rolling around, and it is picked up by the Eagles, and running down the sideline with it is Aaron Sippus. He almost picked up a first down, but he didn't, and the Giants are going to have the football inside the 20. Not only did he not get the first down, and by the way, great effort by Sippus. Oh, it was was terrific. However, he was injured on the play. You get Aaron Sippus in open space and let him create. I mean, let's be honest here. 
On that play in week 14, uh, Aaron Sippa sustained a torn deltoid ligament and high ankle sprain in his plant leg. He has been out ever since. We have been suffering with this guy, Kern, punting. Who's Brett Kern. A disaster, but they would set the activation clock for Sippas yesterday, is what they what they say. And Basically, he, yes. He may play in the Super Bowl. Dr. David Gelt, our friend from Cooper Bone & Joint, is with Bone & Joint, excuse me, is with us now. Dr. Gelt, what can you tell us about a torn deltoid ligament? Well, we know about high ankle sprains, but in the plant yeah. leg and what, you know, again, the timetable, that was week 14. This is what, week 20, 21, so really a month and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we count on good punting in the Super Bowl? Yeah, so first off, the, the deltoid ligament is the, the, it's a thick ligament on the inside part of the ankle. So a lot of times when you think of an ankle sprain, you, you twist your ankle outside and you sprain these little flimsy ligaments on the outside. But sometimes you put it inside and you know, they showed the, the video a couple of times. His, uh, his leg was, was went in pretty awkwardly uh, when he fell down. Um, so that thick ligament, if it gets irritated or stretched out or even torn, it can take a lot longer to heal just because it's once thicker, it takes more force to injure it. Um, and then you have the high ankle sprain that we talked about last week too on top of that. So you have some ankle instability, irritation, you have difficulty with planting or turning and being a punter, obviously you need your feet. So that's the, the biggest issue. So that type of thing, you, you know, you need a good six to eight weeks for it to heal. Um, fortunately, I didn't need any surgery. Um, so now it's about that time frame. So we can see if we can go out and punt. Now, doctor, this is only the second most important high ankle sprain involved in the Super Bowl. Here's the first one. <laughs> so now that Mahomes will have had, you know, two weeks since the last time he played on this ankle, how much healthier, more mobile should we expect him to be if if we can know such a thing? Yeah, I mean, time is always the best thing for, for treating this type of issue. Um, again, surprisingly, he, he was never in a boot that I saw or that I read. Um, you know, he, Definitely was limited a little bit in his uh, his game last week, but um, I think with an extra week off now, um, I think it just has more time to heal, so uh, he can get back to his, his normal self, which is not a good thing for the Eagles. Uh, well, yeah, okay. You didn't have to put it that way, Doc. Wow, you yeah, know, really. You must be fun at parties, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't, don't kill the mood. We're trying to be real. We're feeling good about, <laughs> hey man. Listen, the thing is, the fact that we're talking to you about a punter as our lead suggests that the Eagles are very healthy. So, yeah, their their success has not really aided this feature that much this year. But we're okay with that, and I'm sure you are as well. Uh, what are your thoughts? Absolutely. What are your thoughts going into the game? I'm feeling good. I think uh, you know. I think they can. The fact that we're, I, I'm still. We're, as you know, we're not very good at being a, a favorite, so I think we're what, one and a half points favorites right now. But I think we're we're doing well. We're playing well. Um, I still think we can pull out the victory. How are you watching the game, and who are you watching with? I'm uh, gonna watch it at home. Uh, have some family, some friends come over. I think um, nothing too crazy. Um, my partner, Mark, uh, Mark Polly, he actually I think is going to the game. So if you guys are there, what guys, he's wow. going to the game. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he'll be at the game. How'd he score oh, those tickets? And, wh- and why didn't he call uh, me? This, Hello? <laughs> those tickets are like 7000 so, bucks a piece. Practice must be going yeah. well. So I think he may be calling you from the Super Bowl, so make sure you... Oh, that's not the worst thing in the world. No. Exactly no, right. Doing all right. Doing Sweet. all right. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, Dr. Geld, but, uh, it's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. All right. Hopefully we have a victory next weekend. Uh, I all believe right. that's going to happen. Thank uh, you, doctor. Dr. David Geld from Cooper Bone & Joint. There you go. Uh, yeah, I do like the fact that like we have 
struggled this year to find things to talk yeah. about with those doctors. Yeah. Uh, I mean, think think back to 2017. We've been making right. references to it throughout right. the show. I Jason mean, Peters week, Darren Sproles week. Yeah. Carson, Carson Wentz, Wentz week. week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my they gosh. Was, they were losing guys all the time. They've lost guys, but they've come back. Yeah. It's an unusual. Again, he kind of said it, and I've told you this earlier. It just feels weird. Yeah. Yeah. Having the Eagles as a favorite and... Uh, listen, uh, you're going to give your score uh, before the end of the day. No, it, actually, no, you shouldn't do that. Are you, wait, hold on. Time out. Okay. Let me, let me let me talk to myself. All right. So normally what we do is we give the score the day before the game or the day of the game, depending when the guy's on, because I like to build up the drama. However, if Mike Sealski is actually going to be predicting the score in the paper, mm-hmm. well, I'd actually like to even scoop that and get the score from him today. So what should I do? I have a dilemma. Well, the score is already online because the column is already online. Oh, the column's posted. Oh, okay. yeah. The column's well, out okay. there. 1230, you're predicting the score. Sounds good. And everybody, just stay off Inquire.com for another hour. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. We got we got Ray coming on. People aren't yeah. going to be on Inquire.com. That's right. David and yeah. Cherry Hill. What are you okay. thinking, David? That's me. That's you. Hi, David. Hey, good morning. What's on your mind? Hey, thanks for, for uh, taking me this morning. Um, I a disclaimer though, right off the bat, I, I'm not. I, I like the Eagles, but I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But right. the reason I, I'm, I'm rooting for the uh, for the Eagles is because um, my grandson is a big uh, who happens to be in the car with me. Uh, we're on the way to his flag football. He's a big Eagles fan. Okay, and he's rooting for him, so I'm going there. My my point is, and I and I won't take up much more time, is that I think we're underestimating Andy Reid. Um, and I, and I know the history, obviously, you know, he had his 10 years here, so it's kind of split. Some people like him, some people don't. But he's got the experience. He's a winner. He's been in, And he's been in, in Super Bowls before, and he's got an offensive mind, and he's got two weeks to prepare for the Eagles. I don't know if you remember in the last game, they, they attempted that hook and ladder play. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. just, he comes up with a lot of different things. And I just think that I know that, hey, He's got the history with the Eagle fans and things, but don't. I don't don't know that I buy your premise that we underestimate Reed. I think everybody in town respects Reed. Not everybody likes him, but I certainly think everybody respects him. Uh, Let me ask you a question, although I anticipate your answer. Who would you rather have as as a coach right now, Andy Reed or let's say say Mike Tomlin retires, okay? Perish the thought. Who would you rather have a coach for your Steelers now, Andy Reed or Nick Sirianni? That's a, that's a great great question. Um, you know, uh, don't lie in front I, of that kid. <laughs> no, no, no. I know I can't do it. I wouldn't do that. You know, I wouldn't want either one because you know about you know what the Steelers are about. And obviously, I live in the '80s. You know, uh, Jack Lambert. I think he was the greatest middle linebacker at two fifteen. Uh, so, I, uh, I, so I, your I, answer is you want three yards in a cloud of dust, coach? That's what you want. That's it. I still All right. think defense wins championships. All right. Well, uh, that's fine. And by the way, the Eagles' defense is pretty good this year. I, I, I understand think, they're offensive coaches, yeah. but okay. I, I think David's been hitting the Iron City a little bit, <laughs> a little early. Um, just a bit. But you know what, Glenn? It is an interesting question: the, the Reed versus Sirianni thing, and because part of it is that we are conditioned here in Philadelphia, if you were around for Andy's tenure, to know that Andy and in-game adjustments. Mm-hmm don't exactly always go together. As great a coach as he is, and I think he's a, he's a top 10 all-time NFL coach, surefire Hall of Famer, um, Nick Sirianni is, and his coaching staff 
adjust game to game and within the game very, very well. And I think that could be a factor come Sunday. I do too. It is interesting to realize that there is not one time this year where the Eagles ever had to call, or last year, had to call a timeout because the play didn't come in on time. Mm. And that was a regular thing with him. Yes. Yeah. There was always it, one or two blown timeouts a game. You saw Kyle Shanahan had three of them last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Now, he was cycling through quarterbacks. Yeah, like you He know. had some excuses, but you never, ever, ever see that with the staff. And by the way, one of the best things that Nick did, and he drew some criticism at the time for it, but I thought, I get it, make, it makes sense to me, was he said, I'm going to give up the play calling mm-hmm. during the game Yes, because I want to focus on everything. And some people saw that as a as a failure on his part, an admission of inability on his part. I didn't, and by the way, it's worked great. Yeah, it, it, it's been a boon. And, you know, he may lose Shane Steichen because of it. I believe it's been reported Steichen is interviewing for the second time with the Indianapolis Colts. He has that interview today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's worked to the tune of 16-3 and three and favoring in the Super Bowl. Yep. Let's talk to Mitchell in Center City. What's happening this morning, Mitch? Happy Saturday. You Hi, too. Mitchie. You know... My hat's off this organization. A few years ago, you know, we were talking about how bad Chip Kelly was. We snap our fingers, ba-ba. We went to Super Bowl five years ago. We're, we're in it again. And, and I think this defense is, is so hungry, you know, and, and it, there's nothing to worry about because Mahomes, I think, is hit and miss. He's still injured. And, you know, our coaching staff, you guys were talking about, are, is superior. We're, we're working like a well-oiled machine. Everybody is – this feels so right. It feels like five years ago. Guys, you know, it's... uh, I I hope you're right. It's interesting, Mitch. To me, it doesn't feel like five years ago. I feel like the the underdog element of that team made the whole run... It just felt different. It was more... um, It was more tactile, I guess. You could really feel it in a way that is not quite at the same level this year. I don't mean to suggest people aren't excited, but there was something different about that 17-18 run. I mean, I was watching that Philly special play with uh, Foles. It's like we have a very Philly special. It's it's, it's Jalen Hurts. He's uh, yep. He's the captain. When when this guy's there, it's uh, it's so, amazing. So, Mitch, we're going through a freezing couple of days. Uh, what yeah. does that mean for Cone like Brothers Hardware? Yeah, I was going to say, what does that mean for the hardware store? Well, you know, some heaters and weather stripping and stuff. And uh, now we're getting ready for Valentine's Day a little bit. We got flowers here, but uh, you know, we like. It'd be nice to snow. My God, I have shovels that have dust on them. Uh, so. I, I, I understand. That's a selfish <laughs> opinion on your part. Be well. <laughs> yeah. Stay well, Mitch. Always nice to talk to you. Uh, when I think of Valentine's Day, mm. I think of my local hardware store. Absolutely. I mean, get me some number four sandpaper for my loved one. <laughs> 215-592-9494. Stay on hold. But coming up, we're going to talk to the great Ray Dinger. Get his take. Get Ray to do the, uh, the comparison. We haven't anybody break it down. Eagles, Kansas City, and see if Ray's as confident as we are. With Mike Sealski, I'm Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.